looking out for number one. California, here we come, right back where we started from. Hustlers, grab your guns, your shadow is a ton, driving down the 101. California, here we come, right back where we started from. California! Welcome to the OCD, bitch, the show where we take an in-depth episode-by-episode look at the seminal and underrated primetime soap opera of the early aughts. The OC, I'm your host, as always, Mike Gravani, and with me, as always, is Ryan. Mopisode! We're doing it, dude. We're, mm. No, we're going to keep doing it, right? Like, no. that's just We're finally going to get into the nitty and the gritty of the Mopisode. Say it with me. Blaze of glory! Blaze of glory. Yes. We're doing Blaze of Glory Part 2. I would argue a superior episode of TV than the Malpisode. Uh, That's fucking weird. That's crazy that you would say that because I would say the opposite and you're an insane idiot dipshit. What Show a- your work. What am I going to What am I gonna like look forward to now that we're just done with the Malpisode and we're moving on with our life? Marissa getting shot? Yeah, that's... F- no, Marissa does not get shot. Marissa- oh, she doesn't? Marissa shoots. Oh, I don't... I just know from the memes. We're We're... we're very close to me being out of I've seen before territory. Oh, we're not there yet? I thought we were there yet. No, I, I think I've seen the porn identity. This feels familiar. We'll see. I don't know what happens after this. But no, it's fine. Uh, what happens after this? And I don't think that his name is mentioned in this episode, but. It is not. Trays are coming. And. Trays are I hear that trays are coming. I wonder how much we're going to like joke about the fact that his name is Trey. Like that, his name is a, a different thing, you know. So, like, if in an episode uh, he is sitting down and then he stands up, like, are we just going to say turn all your trays to the upright position the entire time? Is that jokes this show makes? No, it's for us. That's for us to do. Are we gonna be like, there's three people in the room: Uno, Dos, Trey, something like that? Yeah, I like it. All right, we'll workshop it. We'll workshop it. Yeah, we we are still spitballing right now. Well, we, he's not even here. It doesn't matter. We're just getting ready. We'll we will be so less rusty when he's in the room. Ah, uh, this is part two of Blaze of Glory. Ryan, what did we talk about last episode? Last episode, we uh, once again saved the kids for later, and we talked about all of the adults, including Sandy and Julie, fighting porn directors in the face, and Kiki and Carter saying, "Yeah." You look like the Rocketeer. Should I? Uh, should we just do this? Should we do this right now? Now, a while back, Ryan, you declared that the Rocketeer was a boring movie. Mm-hmm. The Rocket Who? And is that true? What is it? I just remember the outfit, and my little kid brain is telling me it was a good movie. Does Wait. it have a bad reputation? I'm sorry. His superhero uniform with brown leather jacket and helmet—that's what you call an outfit. That's what we're doing. It's an outfit. That's an it's outfit. An outfit. The superhero costume. Okay, so this ensemble. Your your alarm goes off, and you'll go to your closet, and you're like, "What outfit should I wear today?" And at some points, you're thinking about maybe the helmet and the brown leather jacket with the jetpack, jeans and t-shirt, full suit and tie, leather jacket and helmet, flying gear. And you have three, right? This is not picking amongst many t-shirts no, and many suits those and ties. Are the three outfits I have. <laughs> those are the things. If I'm in the leather, like, if you see me in the Rocketeer outfit, know that my nipples are chafing because there is nothing in between me and that leather jacket. Also, I know that you're on your way to a business interview. You will always uh, shine the suit and tie to wear your helmet and leather jacket. Dress for the job you want, and I want to be the goddamned Rocketeer. I'm sorry. Who does not want to be, for their job, the Rocketeer? Oh, I'm sorry. And then- 
I'm sorry, Mom. I didn't like live up to your standards. I'm only the goddamn rocketeer. And while I'm yelling that crying, I'm also always blowing through whatever roof is right near me. Oh, if sure. I'm outside, I will fly inside to blow through the roof. Sure. There's not a lot of training manuals. Tons of training manuals for your shirt and jeans and suit and tie. No way that we know no. how to like put on that helmet or wear a jetpack. I sometimes have helmets on my elbow. Who knows? There's no way to do it, right? We talk often about how our dream is to have a jetpack. Honestly, once we get that jetpack, how much longer are we living? An hour tops. <laughs> we paid for an hour. <laughs> and we're going to get that hour. But no, oh, we forgot how to land. Honestly, like I think that when I get a jetpack, you will as well, right? I feel like that yes. we're going to receive our jetpacks at the same time. And we're going to be so excited that we are going to uh, fly up in the air and give each other a high five <laughs> and die. Just like we will kill each other. Our flame streams will be crossed and then we'll both just spin out and fly so fast into trees. We're going to high five the Grim Reaper, motherfucker, because we're dead now because of jetpacks. <laughs> and he's like, you guys are cool, man. Let's just keep hanging out. Here's some death jetpacks. And that is what is on our tombstone. Aside from Here's- pepperoni, it's not DiGiorno. It's delivery. It's a very big tombstone with a lot of fucking gibberish. So, Marissa is remembering that she's the social chair. And she has a big old water polo bonfire to throw that has no adult supervision at all. And Seth is doing his maniacal, ooh, I'm going to make Ryan and Marissa get back together. And he's like, hey, Coop. And she's like, don't call me Coop. Only Summer calls me Coop. He's like, Ryan is the perfect person to help you out. He enjoys architecture and burning stuff down. I'm out. And Marissa's like, hmm, he's good at both of those things. And then does her finger thing, like Seth did. Like, she's also villainous. Yes. Uh, And then Seth just, like, runs and giggles and tells Summer what he did. He's like, they belong together. Summer, once again, is like, no, they fucking don't, which is Summer's wisdom. She keeps putting her foot down and trying to stop this from happening. I really appreciate that. She's like, you're an idiot. They don't belong together. But I know that you haven't done anything, so I won't be mad. And I will have proof that you have done nothing until Marissa tells me that Seth called her Coop. And then Summer's like, what? Uh Uh, Hold on. And then puts all of the pieces together. Yeah. She hits him a little. And then later when Ryan finds out, he goes and punches Seth in the stomach. And in Seth, (laughs) he's very hurt that he got punched in the stomach. But he's once again, he's like, see, you're punching people. That's very last year. So everybody's punching everybody either physically or emotionally. Emotionally. Marissa's punching Alex emotionally because she's on the phone with Alex, who have not talked to each other in days. Uh, and she gets distracted by the conversation by waving to Ryan. Those are two of the easiest things to do simultaneously. And now I'm worried that literally everybody in this show is taking advantage of this mentally handicapped person. She cannot wave and talk on the phone. But Alex handles it correctly because if we're on the phone with each other and you do not... Respond to me, whatever I said on the phone, within one millisecond, I will say, what the fuck? Are you there? Do you hate me? Are we going to break up? <laughs> that is you to a T. That is crazy you. Crazy Alex, uh, she goes to Seth's. She needs advice about Marissa. She's like, who knows Marissa more than anybody? I guess Seth does. And uh, he pervs out because every once in a while, Seth's been pretty good for a few episodes. Yeah, I want to get to this. Let's talk about this. Should we talk about this after the break? Uh, we have a few more minutes to talk about this. Oh, sorry. Okay. Um, we have not done mint condition in a while, mm-hmm. which is Seth's term for anything like homosexual. He would call it minty. Uh, and Seth, multiple times, 
in this episode talking about how much he wants to see girls kiss. I'm going to give that minty condition. And also, I sort of yes. forgot about how, like, there was a time in the early aughts and the 80s and 90s where every single male's number one desire was to see girls kiss. And they would bring it up at a nonstop rate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not only girls kiss, often it was like friends would be like, oh, I heard your girlfriend kiss somebody else. And everybody laughed. Uh, can I get real here, Ryan? Can I show some leg? I would love it. Uh, winter formal junior year. Uh, I was at the dance with my girlfriend. I was dancing with some other friends. I heard the crowd behind me all going like, oh. And I turn around being like, somebody probably got decked out and this will be a good old time for everybody. Uh, and my girlfriend was making out with another girl. Uh, and everybody, because it was 05, 04, uh, was like, isn't that great? I'm like, no, I'm mad at literally everybody. <laughs> I don't know what to do here and stormed off, but everybody acted like I was crazy because it's just another girl. And, but by modern day standards, it's still another person that your significant other is smooching on. It is. You were mad at literally everyone, like even the assistant principal who was outside working security and had no idea, or like the actual principal who paid them both a hundred dollars to kiss each other. Like you were mad at everyone. I guess like most mad at the assistant principal, the, the, the principal who paid them to do it. I get it. We were villains. We were trying to get each other back and forth. One of the biggest differences between now and then is that uh, we just don't say it as often as we used to. We don't react. Like, we all love it, but we don't go like, oh, when it happens, and we don't just, uh, like, verbally say that we want it at all times like Seth does. I'm taking it back. Anytime anybody kisses, I go, oh, if it's a mom and her baby, <laughs> if it's, like, just any, any sort of two people or three people kissing, I'm freaking out. What if it's your mom and me? Oh, it's uh, all I've always wanted. Also, and I would hate to uh, betray my generation, but is it at this point on the bacon list? The bacon list? Yeah. Nobody likes bacon as much as anybody says they like bacon. It's just that we gotcha. all feel like we have to scream that we love bacon and that we are scared of clowns, even though nobody likes bacon that much or is scared of clowns that much. Is girls kissing on that list? Yes, I'm scared of clowns. No, I'm scared of bacon. Clowns are delicious. You eat and clowns. Clowns kissing are fine. I eat clowns like you for breakfast. I'm glad that we could play uh, delicious, fine kill. <laughs> uh, Seth, Seth continues his whole digging of this episode because I do think he's trying to ruin uh, Marissa and Alex's relationship now to get what he wants out of it. Because he's like, why are you mad? Is this about the other night of the mall? Big deal. They slept in a tent together. And she's like, tent what, motherfucker? And then storms out of Seth's house. Yeah. Uh, it was, at multiple points in this episode, very clear that this was Alex's last one. Not because of the script dictating, but because of some sort of contract. Because Alex has a bunch of reactions that leads her into the three-act that maybe aren't necessary. Uh, Seth says... They were in a mall together. Yeah, I know about that. They were in a tent together. What? And then <laughs> just crashes out of the house, Kool-Aid man juggernaut style. Uh, we got to take a break, but when we come back, we'll dive into what Ryan and Marissa have been up to. Ryan, Ryan has decided to help Marissa with her bonfire because he's got literally nothing else to do, I guess. And he landed on a Trojan horse. Let's burn this big horse thing because maybe he has captain notes as a model or maybe because uh gifts are always is, are they trying to do something with what he's chosen here i don't know or am uh, i reaching 
I know that you want to, and you're going to make the claim all night that Blaze of Glory is better than Mall episode. And I think Blaze of Glory is great. It all lands in the right place. But I think there's a lot of cheats. We were talking about Alex and how she jumps from thing to thing. And then this one is, I should help Marissa build this bonfire. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at Captain Oates. I should build a Trojan horse. And then when he pitches that to Marissa later, she's like, oh, this is brilliant. Like, no, you guys have to light a fire. Yeah. Like, there's no reason to do all of this stuff. And, but no, and, he's an architect and a horse maker. And later the people get very upset that he did something instead of just a fucking pile of sticks. So they're working at Marissa and Alex's. And he is a little weirded out that Alex isn't there because he's uh. on the up and up. And she's weirded out that he wants Alex to be there. Right. Because he wants to hook up with Alex. They have, I mean, it's Olivia Wilde. Uh, they have, apparently, even though he says, horse made of wood, they have two more hours of a meeting. <laughs> well, yeah, because they have to make, with popsicle sticks, an exact to see if to it scale really replica. Works. Yeah, so we know how much wood. And maybe that's what construction artists do. I don't know. I uh, like the constru- constru- they're not, they're not, <laughs> not construction workers. They're construction artists. Uh, I don't know. I, like the only construction artist I believe in is Jesus, the original one. Thank you. Uh, but I think that Ryan is walking into an awkward place because Marissa's there and Alex might be there at any point. And then also, being in a nineteen-year-old's apartment is the worst fucking place to be. It is dirty <laughs> everywhere. Uh, there's like black stains on the floor for no reason. It's like somebody took a big. Like, drank a, uh, like a keg of oil and then shit on the ground is what it all looks like. The smell's coming out of a 19-year-old's apartment. And there's always posters on the wall that, like, are supposed to be very impressive. Like, no, I think uh, Jim Morrison didn't need the rest of the doors. And he's such an artist that, like, look at my poster. Like, this is what you get when you go into that Jim room. Jim Morrison and Scarface and nobody else is about those things. And, yes, I have a monthly subscription to Spencer's Gifts. And sure, I've never been in somebody else's apartment, but yes, I believe that they're the greatest. Yeah, even if 19-year-olds think they're good at cleaning, they are until they get their own apartment, and then they're fucking awful at it. It always smells like, it's not weed, it's bong water. That's what it always smells like. Bong water and skunked beer, which I think Marissa even apologizes for the skunked beer at some point. Yes. Just, you know how to get rid of that? Fucking throw it away, idiots. And I love how every time when you're in one of these apartments, if they turn off the Jimi Hendrix... Somebody else's apartment is playing Jimi Hendrix. So there's just no way to get away from it. If they wanted to be really accurate, because it does look like they live in like beach bungalow apartments, Sublime, three different Sublime songs would be blaring from five different apartments the right. whole time. And it it's rare. Don't ever expect it to happen. But when you walk into an apartment complex like that, and finally all three Sublimes are playing the exact song at the exact same time, that is... Christmas. That is magical. That is God putting his hand on that apartment and saying, you guys are cool. This is the best you can do. <laughs> Did you ever... So, I, I, I joined the military right out of high school and then didn't uh-huh. have to have my own place till I was like in my mid-20s because uh, Big G took care of me. Big G is the government. Uh, did you have your own spot at like 19? Oh, yeah. I, had, uh, I moved out as soon as possible. And so, my 19-year-old apartment was basically this? saying... <laughs> Hey, uh, everyone I've ever met, please come in here and just pee in some part that is not the bathroom. Like, it was <laughs> disgusting. How long would you say, how old were you when you stopped giving out that vibe everywhere you lived? I will let you know when it happens. <laughs> Hello. So but Ryan- no, I would say it was roughly like a uh, prison shower. <laughs> Ryan and Marissa apparently had a great meeting. 
uh, they hug. And this is also when high school couples break up and try to be friends. They're like, should we hug more than we ever did before? Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> more hugs than ever, yes. Uh, Alex sees them hug, and she has been, I don't know if she knew about this meeting or if she was just stewing, but she's just drinking beer in her car and throws a half full can of beer straight at Ryan's nog. <laughs> and he, he's like, hey, that almost hit me. And what did you think was the point of the beer being thrown, right? Was he thinking that, like, that person, whoever threw it, he doesn't, he doesn't know yet who threw it. Who threw it. Uh, that person was trying to make a perfect shot into a trash can. That so I it's can't hot see. Litter. <laughs> but, no, hey, that almost hit me. And she starts shoving him so much, so many shoves. And you can tell him, he's like, I don't know what to do here. I can't. Uh, whew, stop it. Stop it. And the, my best, and it was intimidating. He got very, very quiet. And he looked at her and he went, walk away. And it was he like, said, walk away. Ooh. And that shouldn't work because there's no next thing. Like, if she doesn't, Ryan's out of options. Like, he can't haul off mm-hmm. and punch her. He can't run away because that would not be Atwood. So he's really betting all of his oh. chips on this walk away working. It's, it's, it's all, that's all on black. Everybody who has said walk away is hoping the person walks away because yeah. there's no next step. I think people who say it, think that they have like jesse custer's word of god uh-huh. like i hope to god that like they are just going to like do this whether or not they think about it and i think where ryan's coming from he's saying walk away because he's not going to run away so it's like you will regret making my face all bloody all over this curb please just walk away for your sake <laughs> and i guess my sake as well and she this tough girl olivia wilde alex is told to walk away and she says, like, this is it. This is her big moment. She says, I'm gone. And then walks away as fast as she can. Yes, because she's also like, was I going to kick the shit out of that kid? What the yeah, fuck Yeah, she has happening? no idea what she's doing either. And I think she, she like, kind of spews that at Marissa when she goes in there. She's like, this isn't me. Uh, and Marissa's like, I didn't want to make it a big deal about the tent. And Olivia Wilde's like, it wasn't until you lied. And Marissa's like, I didn't lie. I And Olivia Wilde goes, lied? Which is perfect. Lying by omission is fucking lies, 16-year-olds. Right. But then uh, at a, a different point, maybe Seth, maybe Ryan, who says to Alex, if you have to work this hard, then it's probably not going to be worth it. Ryan says that when, when he and Alex run into each other later, he says that. And that is very true. But that's yeah, also that- hard to know when to let go. Right. But... I think that at a certain point, you have to say, oh, shit, I'm the crazy one, and Uh my ego is overruling my love, and this is right. Like It's hard to hear, but interesting to think about. Well, and especially when the person you're with is giving – is gaslighting you. Marissa's pressing all of Alex's crazy buttons because she's lying. Ryan calls later in the episode to talk about the bonfire, and Marissa lies and looks shifty eyes. Like, if somebody's lying all the time, it's hard to not feel paranoid. Ryan – but does Marissa have a choice? Because if Marissa doesn't lie, Alex will go crazy. No. I, 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 Alex hasn't been crazy before this. I think Marissa's constant lying and not living up to what she said she would be as a partner is helping drive Alex crazy. I don't know. I, I don't think that like uh, Alex is a psychopath. I think that this is the first time Alex has ever been in love. Mm-hmm. And she does not know it, how to handle it. I think she does know that being in love is not cool. And so she is flailing and acting out. But I do think that... like. Marissa is lying, so Alex acts out less. And because Marissa's selfish and wants to fuck shit up, she didn't need to sleep in that tent. She could have like she could have handled everything better than she does. And it's shown because when she's talking to Summer, uh, she's like, "Here's everything that's going on," and Summer's like, "Why don't you just 
move home? And Marissa's like, right. I can't. And Summer says, because you love Alex and wherever she is, is your home? Knowing that's not the truth. And Marissa says, no, it would make my mom too happy. So she's not really playing with an honest deck here. Right, and Summer knows that. Summer like is trying to figure out her best way inside, trying to be the perfect messenger, like when Julie went to Ryan, who is going to deliver the best message. Right. I think Summer's trying to do that. Her strategy is to like read off one of those like uh, things that people like old white ladies hang in their kitchen. Mm-hmm. Uh, wherever you are, I'm home. <laughs> uh, but I I do think that it does hit Marissa right. Like she does think like, oh man, this is just not just like purposeful rebellion, but bullshit idiot rebellion. Right. And I think what really hits her is when Summer says, "You can't ride two horses with one ass." That's like right. She tried like the the pleasant up upper crust grandma saying and she's like i'm gonna give her that southern fried chicken saying and also somehow knew the theme of the episode with the bonfire uh horses are horses horses are horses of course is of course is we gotta take a break when we come back everything that happens at the bonfire ryan so the sun is still out and ryan rolls up to the bluffs that overlook this massive bonfire and alex shows up with him and says if you go down there it's on (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which uh, he should have laughed at her face. And he go, he's like, you know, this used to be my specialty. And that's when he says, well, you brought it before. If you got to work this hard, it's not working. And that makes her run away faster than the walk away. And yeah, also when somebody says it's on, just like when somebody says walk away, uh, okay, uh, I will walk away. I will understand that it's on. But real quick, what does what? that mean? Like, what, what do you mean? <laughs> exactly. Uh, it is on. And Ryan has this face. And I don't think that he hates Alex. I don't think that he's scared of Alex. I don't think he wants to beat up Alex. I think that he misses old school Atwood. I think uh-huh. that like he is so caught up in so much noopsy, typical, boring soap opera bullshit that he sort of misses roughing it up with the rough kids. Yeah, when he says this used to be my specialty, it's not with any tone of regret. There's a glint in his eye. Yeah. No, I like burned down houses, motherfucker. He jumps up in the air, clicks his heels, and then it's just a freeze frame for four minutes. <laughs> and Alex has no idea what to do. Like, what do, you, what do I do with a frozen person in my apartment? Do I shatter him? So he goes down, and at this point, everybody is, like, asking Marissa, like, why is the horse head go up its own butt? What do we do here? <laughs> what leg goes where? And she's like, uh, I invited you all here. Don't, I'm not everything. And then she's like, oh, Ryan's here questions him and literally everybody all 80 kids on that beach just start screaming at once at him and this is the earliest jim gordon i think ben mckenzie ever showed where he stands up on the thing and goes hey here's what's gonna happen and everybody just fucking listens to him he walked up onto that thing clean shaven and by the end he had a full-on gray mustache <laughs> uh ryan is not a nerd that everybody in the high school hates most likely ryan is a kid that nobody has ever heard of or met Right, uh-huh. like most of the kids that are there have, are meeting this person for the first time. High school is not this place where like everyone knows everyone. Uh, and he gets up there, and he just he knows that like all he has to do is just have the most commanding voice, right? Like, right. not so harsh, not the one that he has used with Seth multiple times in the last two episodes, but <laughs> close to that where he's like, "You go there, you go there. We're gonna get this done." Yeah, I think my flaw is anytime I try to do that, it goes over the top and it's just into like demonic. Just uh-huh. channeling Satan. So everyone's like, we don't know what you're saying, but we're going to back away from you. It also hurts that every time you go to that voice, you pee. You know, like, <laughs> there's got to be a different time to pee, bro. I'm showing ownership. This meeting is mine. <laughs> you will listen to me. Only I've peed here. Don't look at my pants. <laughs> um, uh, 
And then uh, we, Ryan's big speech about what everybody should do is very important and it's very interesting, except that it is undercut, I would say, nine or 12 times with Marissa smiling and just saying, like, that damn Atwood, he's doing it again and I love him. We get a quick flash to Summer and Seth, and she is literally twisting his arm to apologize for everything he's done all episode. Uh-huh. And then we flash back to the bonfire. <laughs> and it's night now. And uh, Marissa's like, this is really going great. And Ryan, being Ryan, looks ahead and sees Alex with goons, and he's like, not for long. Time yeah. to Atwood out. At that point, uh, Ryan has moved off the perch where he gave his lecture, but Marissa is still sta- staring at that perch, just being uh-huh. like, God damn it, you you done it again. <laughs> Do you guys remember? Um, and Atwood, this is uh, my favorite kind of Atwood of like, oh, drama's about to go down, but it's my kind of drama, and I'm not going to freak out at all. I know and, what to do about this. And Alex walks up with two of the most. We we, we talked about Lance, right, and how 05 uh-huh. he was. Two of the most 05 idiot thugs that I have ever seen in my life. We have no sleeves, curly hair, and... Uh-huh. Uh, sideburns to like a spike, not a beard, but like the the sideburn comes down on both sides of his face, and I cannot imagine me being I- intimidated by these two people, right. much less Ryan Atwood. I just want to continue to paint the picture. The kind of sideburns that, like, if they were into steampunk, it would have kept going and connected to the mustache, but it just stops halfway through the cheek. Right. That is the goofy ass ska. Lo- this guy loves ska. Both these guys are just a ska <laughs> band. Alex knows. It just but- happens to be the trumpet and saxophonist. One of the guys had not heard that what like Ryan was doing with Alex and Marissa. He just walked up and he was like, "I heard you don't like ska," and that was enough for him. Like, he was it's a fight. legitimate. <laughs> you try to get nine people in the same schedule for rehearsals. I know that you think that fir- first wave and second wave was really good, but you better respect the third wave. That's oh, where it's at. Oh, if you don't pick it up, oh my friend, <laughs> you best be picking it up. You pick it up. You pick it up. Pick it up. Pick it up. Pick it up. Uh, and Marissa's like, stop, stop all of this, which stops the entire pep rally. There's a band <laughs> playing, all the kids are cheering and screaming, and they're just like, what? And she's like, no, not you. Don't help or anything. Just keep cheering on the water polo team. I have to say that this is uh, the, outside of pool furniture, this is the Marissa moment of the entire series. She screams at them to stop so hard that the whole thing stops, and she's like, oh, not you guys. Go harbor, and then like throws <laughs> yeah. her arm up, and it's adorable. Like it's, I I also do respect it because when shit starts to go down at like in, in group settings, you're like, well, I don't want to ruin literally everybody's night. Right, I'm gonna try to contain. And this whole episode has been about uh, Marissa juggling being a uh, adult on her own lesbian and social chair, and this is the perfect like two seconds of that. Uh-huh. Stop fighting. Also, go harbor. <laughs> well, I love it. So Marissa and Alex move to the side to have like a breakup talk, but the guys won't let Ryan go. What if he wants to go grab a cola? They're like they won't let him move. And this is Ryan 2.0 is better because he's like, nice leather cuff. Where'd yeah. you get that? <laughs> like, Ryan 1.0 would destroy these two idiots, right? Mm-hmm. He would fucking skank these two idiots to death. And instead, he's like, hold on, nobody needs to fight. I do have to stop, though, and compliment your leather cuff. I really do like that, which is great Ryan 2.0 and also great, do you guys remember the first season? Do you guys right. remember the first season that we want to get back to? Look at that wrist cuff. Those are clever ways of doing it. So the, 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 I thought the breakup between Marissa and Alex was pretty moving and really mature because Marissa's like dropping all the bullshit finally, and she's like, I didn't, I didn't think moving in with you meant 
giving up all my life. And Alex also very maturely says, I didn't ask you to give it up, but I just maybe would be like to be a part of it then. Uh huh. I've and, never had a breakup that mature. And what we're seeing is that uh, Alex is watching Marissa not mature, right? Like really fully realizing that Marissa is 16 years old. Right. And then also at the same time saying, I think that I'm 28. No, wait, I'm 17 years old. And you know what? Uh, this sort of looks fun. And I should maybe have not rushed through this part of my life. And I think yeah. I'm going to go back home. That's crazy when Alex says, I should go back home and go back to school. By looking at this stupid fucking pep rally. That's what did it for her. Because as much as Marissa is rebelling, like this relationship is all about rebelling. It, mm-hmm. it, all of Alex's personality is that. Like right. the whole time everything she's doing is, I'm not like you. And then right. now this is the moment where she says, uh, I might be a little bit like you and it might not be so bad. And then she straight up apologizes to Ryan, which is pretty rare on this show. Right. She's like, none of it was about you. I have my own shit. I'm so sorry, man. And yeah, so, and he's like, no, I get it. That's okay. He does not be like, he's, he's not like, fuck you, idiot. He takes the apology and then turns around to the guys and all three of them are like, ska band. And then they start <laughs> the greatest ska band of all time. And they just start skanking around the fire. Well, Summer and Seth look on adoringly. Are they there? Uh, they show up at the end. when So after this, uh, Ryan and Marissa light it together. Like, they hold hands and light the torch. Again, there is no adult supervision at this 20-foot-tall flaming thing on a beach that does not allow fucking one wood pallet on a stone barbecue. Bullshit show, fantasy garbage. Uh, and then Seth and Summer walk up and just like, oh, look what they did. Isn't this cute? Yeah, the show did a good job of being like, oh, man, uh, Hope we didn't miss any of the drama. Oh, we did? Uh, now we're filled in. And then now Seth and Summer are there. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Ryan and his homies are like, hey, pick up a trumpet. Pick up a trombone. Get in on the ska. And they, they won't do it. They don't know how to play those instruments. And Seth, Seth is built for ska. He's a tall, lanky guy who wears goofy checkers all the time. Right. <laughs> he would thrive in the ska world. That is the show. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. And we come back, maybe give out some awards. Ryan, it is time for the awards. Please kick it off with your magical musical moment of the week of Blaze of Glory. Um, so Beck was not in this episode, which is weird for me because I sort of have come to this expectation where like I will at least get six or seven Beck songs per episode. At minimum. But I have to give a three-way tie, if you would allow me, Mike, to the Pixies Debaser, Scorpions Rocky Like a Hurricane, and whatever Alex is blaring from her apartment when she's pissed off and wants to upset neighbors. Mike, we're doing a thing in this episode, mm-hmm. and it's when we're sad, let's turn the volume up to 11. Assholes listen to loud music, I think, is the message of this show. As what do you, neighborly, only, you would only listen to that loud to annoy neighbors, as you put it. You would, it, it, it's not just to annoy neighbors, but also in the back of your mind, you're really sort of hoping for, with these three broken idiots, a neighbor to come over and be like, What's wrong, bud? You want to okay? Do you want to talk? Do you want to talk a little bit? I forgot how to turn it down. <laughs> that's that's the big problem. Uh, I think the orange couture is very obvious in this episode, but what is yours? Uh, is it? Mine is Marissa's green polo with purple purple collar. We have talked so much about polo shirts uh-huh. on the OC as being orange couture, but this one stuck out because uh, she dressed like the Joker. <laughs> her, her polo shirt was the Joker. Way before it was cool to do that. 
Uh, mine was, we talked a lot about ska bands, and here's why Seth should be in one. It's a white t-shirt underneath a checkerboard sweater vest. This was now, huge at the time. Is it, like, if I do this now, do I look like a moron? Like, is it very dated? Is it retro? Can I still pull this off? I mean, maybe you'd be the first wave of bringing it back. I think I, don't, I, I tried to rock sweater vest numerous times in my life and stomach size, and no matter how skinny you are, it only highlights how fat you are. Yes, that is my problem, is that uh, basically what I'm doing is I'm putting a neon Vegas sign directly to my gut saying, look at this, please. Your arms look very skinny, and your torso looks very rotund. <laughs> <laughs> what is your comics connection? Did we do Sandy Wisdom? No. Shoot. Skipped right over that. All right. We talked about a little bit. Uh, we talked about this a little bit in the last episode, but I really appreciate how Sandy made a Boogie Nights reference. Uh-huh. But what's more important is saying there's a lot more of these. Coming. Like you need to prepare that. Like I, I have free reign to make as many of these jokes as I want, and you have to deal with that. I'll help you, but you must allow me this. Uh, mine is at the end. He's like, "You gotta talk to Cal. There's no way you get through this ordeal without talking to your husband." Right. And that's just legit good advice. And is Cal like when he finds out? Is he gonna be like, "What, Julie from Riverside?" <laughs> that's why I married you. <laughs> I owned several copies. Comics Connection? My Comics Connection, Mike. Sit down and get ready for this one. Director of this episode, Robert Duncan McNeil, directed three episodes of The Gifted, what? the single greatest titled comic book show of all time. That's crazy. So he really he really went downhill after this show. <laughs> oh, going from the best show to the worst show? Yeah, I think so. Mm, but staying in that Fox family, that's what's important. A company that's never done anything wrong. Fox. Atwood has just got a Atwood. My Atwood's got a Atwood is the same as my moment of the week, if we were going to do that. Uh, it uh, was amazing. Um, Seth will just not stop being Seth. Ryan has screamed at him twice over the course of the last two episodes. Uh, Seth makes a joke that is dumb and annoying and terrible. And Ryan... Still trying to figure out what does Atwood 2.0 mean? What does 1.0 mean? What do we do here? How do I handle Seth? Hauls off and gives him the fattest fucking dead arm in the history of time. It was amazing. And then he walked away. Seth, and I do not think this was acting. I think the cameras just kept rolling. Seth, as he walks away, says, okay, buddy, see you later. And then is about to start crying. Like pulls his <laughs> hand up to cover his tears. That you guy got Mac- rocked. You think Mackenzie really hit Brody? I absolutely do. I absolutely do. <laughs> it's what Josh Schwartz is probably like, hey, hey, get him. Just fucking get him. Uh, mine is, I think there's nothing more white knight and fucking badass uh, than Ryan's very quiet walk away. Uh-huh. It's good. Like, if you, again, like we did, if you take the 10 steps after what happens. But if you don't, it's a fucking badass move. I agree. I don't have a poor you another one, Kirsten. No, I think that she was pretty good this time. Is that because she's about to unleash on us? Oh, yeah. No, I think things are going to get real bad. I would like you to thank somebody, Ryan. I would love to thank the Holophonics. Thank you. Because they uh, were here and played a song, and it was a great song, and we loved it. Many people are telling me that it's a great song. They are playing in my town in a few months, and I'm debating whether to go see them or not. Really? In your town? Yeah. In Mikeville, California? Mikeville, California. There's a whole bunch of ska bands coming, and I'm like, 
Uh, do you remember what? Uh, sorry, real quick. Do you remember what Robin's catchphrase was from Teen Titans Go to the Movies? No. Was it I fuck just, Batman? No, no, that's Titans on DCEU streaming. Uh, it was like, uh, crack an egg on s- and sit on it, jerk. You don't remember? I just I want it to be Atwood's phrase. Crack an egg and sit on it, jerk. Have we talked about Teen Titans Go to the Movies? Man, I, not enough. That movie was great. I just saw it yesterday. Let's talk about that later. Okay. You don't want to extend another hour just for some fun bonus tent? Ryan, tell him a website. But I got to say, when they... They go back in time to like uh, ruin all of the origin stories of the superheroes, and the movie's fun; it's for kids. But for Aquaman, they drop uh, like a, uh, the thing that holds a six pack together, like that plastic, into the ocean <laughs> just to kill Aquaman. Oh man! Uh, website? Did you say website? Yes. Uh, yourpopfilter.com is where you should go to get all of our uh, podcasts and articles and everything that we do, unless that you have money, and then you should go to patreon.com slash your pop filter and get the good articles that's great if you like us but want to hear us with more people go subscribe to the superhero hour hour or a movie of the year and also why they just rate and review those shows the other one too is that then they have to go back in time to redo all the origins so watching these little kids shove batman's parents into crime alleys (laughs) so that they can get killed uh, where are we at? What am I doing? Contact at yourpopfilter.com is our email. Please contact at yourpopfilter. If you think that we are very right or very wrong, let us know. <laughs> but nothing in between. Nothing in between. You guys are just fine. What a waste of an email. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at yourpopfilter. Ryan, do you want to hear what's happening next week on the OC? Is it the mall episode? When Ryan's brother Trey. Oh, gets- shit. Out of jail, he gives Ryan a call, and the Coens give him a warm welcome. But Ryan knows nothing good can come from it. Zach returns from his trip to Italy and gives some news that he has a girlfriend, which rattles Summer and Seth. Meanwhile, after Julie admits her naked mistake to Kirsten, they both agree to get Caleb in on it for more help, unaware that Caleb, as always, has a hidden agenda. All that on more on next week's OCD. Until then, crack an egg and sit on it, jerk! That really isn't the California, California, here we come. California, 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 here we
That was good practice. Do you want to start recording?